Welcome to Common Sense Coalition Talk Radio, where you'll find straight talk from people with good old common sense. I trust your opinion. And now, for your host, she's putting sense back into nonsense. Absolute insanity. Well, you can hear me on the radio. Your host, Beth Ann. And I welcome you today to CSC Talk Radio. It's my honor, my privilege, and my pleasure to be here with you today. It is the end of another week. End of a lot of, I don't know if it's ever the end of the drama. The drama just continues to go on and on and on. But we're going to go to the Lord in prayer. Because you know, folks, that's what we need. I don't know if you were listening yesterday or not, but I had lots of computer problems. And so for my monologue, instead of using something I wrote, because I couldn't get my computer to work... I shared with you a writing from Phil Robertson, and he was talking about he's going to vote, but first he's going to pray, and he's going to keep praying. And if you have noticed, God is working. It doesn't look like he's working in the Democrat Party, but he is. (laughs) There's somebody there he's trying to touch, but we have to be that beacon. And I know that he is... Our Father is touching the lives of many people, tapping them on the shoulder like he did me, and saying, you need to pray, and you need to do more. So let's go to the Lord in prayer. For such a time as this, Heavenly Father, thank you for tapping me on the shoulder and for telling me to open each show with prayer. Father, hear my, send me. I don't know what you have in mind. I know there are other things I could be doing and Chubby should be doing and in the eyes of the world and family. But for some reason, you keep me here. Father, we thank you for the God that you are, the creator God, a loving Father. And, and Lord, I know that that word, loving Father, It's hard for people to understand when they didn't have an earthly loving father. But oh, how you love your children. And how you bless us each and every day. Mm. Blessings undeserved. But then as parents, we, we love to give to our children. When we punish them and withhold things, it hurts us, I think, more than it does them. But, Lord God, we just thank you for your love and your grace and your mercy and your forgiveness for providing that way, the salvation, that we might live eternally with you. I ask, Father, once again, you commanded me to pray for this man, and I will continue to pray for him. I pray for Donald J. Trump and his family. Father, I don't know the heart of this man, but I know he loves this country. And I know he is being persecuted. I know that they are going after him. They have tired to frame him. They are going after his family. They are going after people associated with him. They are going after people who just attended rallies. They are going after anyone that they believe was it in the Capitol on January 6th. And those they have arrested, Father, are being abused and they're being neglected and they are being thrown in prison. And we know that is nothing new to you. 
may they sing your praises and those locks on those doors be broken and the guards that are there be saved be brought to their knees in faith and belief in you you are the only hope for America and justice I know will be done and sometimes that's scary because what this nation has done and what this nation, the, the path this nation has taken is a dark and evil path, Father. May your children rise up and break that evil and save our children. For such a time as this, most gracious Heavenly Father, I pray in Jesus' name, amen. Well, there's so many things that are going, so many things to talk about today and, and some things I want to have a little fun with. But will the red wave save America from the evil, the evil Democrat Communist Marxist Party? Will a red wave save us? While I believe we need to make a huge statement, huge, huge, we meaning you, America, and me, by practicing our right and our duty to fire them all when we go to the polls and vote. I'm not so confident in the Republican Party, however, to bring America home. No, I'm not. We have to keep our fingers on the pulse of this nation, meaning your state capitals and D.C. It's time we exercised our authority to the parties who have taken liberty away from the American people, away from America. That was plural. Parties. The Democrats have proven that they hate America, and I'm warning you right now, dear friends and patriots, you need to know if the red wave happens, and I believe that it will, and I'm praying that it will happen in a huge way, not just in D.C., but in your state houses, in your governorships, in your attorney generals. I'm praying that across this nation there's a red wave. And when it happens, the Democrats will begin violence across this nation. And they will blame the Republicans. It is just like they blame Trump for separating this country when it was them who did it. In my opinion, and it's just my opinion, and it's based on what they have done in the recent past. All the riots that happened over George Floyd, a man who had a lifelong criminal rep, rap, plus he was a drug user, constantly. In fact, he was high that day. In fact, the doctor claims that is what killed him. But nobody listens to that. The way his arrest went down was a shame. It was a disgrace. But it is not the way things happen in America as a rule. All of what, all of that was a lie to begat crime. They destroyed cities. They killed policemen. They killed other people. And they burned businesses of black people, white people, purple people, all the people. They destroyed neighborhoods and communities. So in that way, you can say it wasn't about saving the black Americans while the, from the white Americans. Because their crime was against all America. The Democrats rioted. People have forgotten this in 2017, the night of inauguration of Donald J. Trump. The Democrats are bullies, and they will destroy. That's all that they know. That's how they rule, is by crime and violence. If I can't have power, you can't either. 
and so they will kill America. But as long as America has those fun yellow school buses, we're going to be okay, right? As long as we get rid of the ones that use diesel. The world will be a better place, right? Kamal A. I'm going to call her Kamal A. The United States of America has lost its way. I shared with you yesterday, like I said, Phil Roberts' thoughts. Vote, America, but pray. Pray before you vote and pray after you vote. Just keep praying. Franklin Graham has been talking. They've had little spots of him on the on the news, I mean, on the in commercials. And he's talking about all the promises politicians make and they break. But he says Jesus never breaks his promises. God is working. Are we listening? I've heard other talk show hosts talking about God. I've heard them interviewing Franklin Graham. I saw one talk show host. He started squirming in his seat. He was so uncomfortable. I won't give his name, but he was on Newsmax. And I see others that never will mention it. You know, there's a Thanksgiving song, My House is Full. I'm going to share it with you later in the show. The father asks, who will go and work? for me today we're in the fall season when harvest is plenty people are out harvesting combines are moving how many workers are willing to work you're listening to CSC Talk Radio this is Beth Ann we'll be right back Hi, I'm Elmer Heinrich. My company sells a nutritional product called Immuno150. If you haven't heard of it, you need to go to the website immuno150.com or call our toll-free number. Now, we sell to thousands of consumers, and our reorder rate is above 94%. Now, many people ask us how we can sell a month's supply of Immuno150 for less than $50 when most of our competition is $70 to $80 a month. It's simple. We don't pay celebrities or testimonial people to say something good about the product. Immuno 150 stands on its own with 70 minerals and 80 other nutrients. It doesn't need any help, and it has more than color, taste, and smell. I am 88 years old, and my wife is 79, both with no dementia, arthritis, or allergies, and no aches or pains of any kind, nothing, all because of Immuno 150. Now, check the number of minerals in the product you take. Don't be surprised if you don't find more than 12. Order Immuno 150 to see what 70 minerals can do for you. Call our toll-free number, 888-316-2224. Made in America is more than just a slogan. It's a brand we all look for to better this nation's economy. Liberty Tabletop is the brand of Cheryl Manufacturing, the only manufacturer of flatware in the United States of America. Liberty Tabletop creates high-quality flatware at a competitive price using the finest quality 1810 chromium nickel stainless steel. Oh, and by the way, the steel they use is also made in the USA. The steel is tested for lead and other toxic trace elements, so you bring to your family a safe and pure product that will last for generations. Setting your table is an important part of every meal. The patterns you choose say something about you and your family. Bringing America home with LibertyTabletop.com or go to my website, csetalkradio.com, and click on their link. Call Liberty Tabletop at 844-386-2338. Use the promo code BETHANN and receive 10% off your purchase. LibertyTabletop.com. 
Daniel Turner, founder and executive director of Power the Future, agrees that America is blessed with an abundance of reliable energy sources. Our natural resources are the lifeblood of our nation and have made our nation prosperous. Rural America is the heart of production in this nation. Our food, manufacturing, trucking, and yes, our energy. Power the Future promotes jobs in rural America, specifically our energy jobs. These jobs are all under attack. Wealthy radicals like Tom Stiers and George Soros promise to break the nation's energy independence. Their beloved Green New Deal attacks all that is good in this nation. Our food, our land, our jobs, our families, and of course, our gassy cows. Power the Future is fighting for you, rural America. Join them. Visit PowerTheFuture.com. See the latest news and donate to those who are fighting for you. PowerTheFuture.com. Power the Future is fighting to keep America's lights on. And we have returned. You're listening to CSE Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann. We have Daniel Turner with us for a little bit here. Daniel, how are you doing? Oh, Beth Ann, I'm doing great now that I'm on your wonderful program. Hey, did you ever ride a, a little yellow school bus or a big yellow school bus? You know, when I think of a little yellow school bus, I am amazed at a little yellow school bus. It's like when you contemplate the passage of time, the significance of the passage of time. I don't know what it is with this vice president and getting these bizarre phrases in her head and then laughing and, and then just repeating the phrase. What is it, it's very odd. Is is she that uncomfortable? You know, she's a seasoned politician also, Beth Ann, right? She was attorney general. She was senator. She ran for president. She's now the vice president for going on two years. How is she so bad at talking to to people? It's it's remarkable to watch. Well, I even heard a Democrat last night said, yeah, it's a shame she doesn't prepare. You know, we're not even worth her prepping before she goes out. She's so confident in herself, I guess. But I have a little poem for you. It's not really a oh, poem. Oh, please, I'd love to hear it. It's the bus ride. Each day we ride the bus to school. We listen and follow every rule. Inside we keep our hands and feet. We always sit down in our seat. We use quiet voices so the driver can hear. This way we stay safe all year. <laughs> I should have written one myself. But, you know, it's a... Uh, yeah, and it's got kids. It's got a little picture with children looking out the window. And um, I was in the city, the Kansas City area, and I rode a school bus. I wouldn't necessarily say it was a bad experience, but I wouldn't say it was something I uh, cherished. I I told Rudy this morning I was always jealous at the walkers, the the ones who got to walk to school because they got to walk home. They also got to walk home and have lunch. You know. <laughs> I was a walker to school, but I went to uh, the local Catholic school just four blocks from where I lived. And uh, so I was not a yellow school bus kid. I don't think I ever took, even in high school, I (laughs) took the subway. So I was never a school bus kid. Um, But I I did find it funny when she she talked about how all these kids have taken school buses and how many millions, hundreds of millions of Americans have taken school buses to school in in a period of their life. And according to the vice president, every one of them is dying of cancer because yes, the school yes, buses I, are diesel. And it's like when Joe and the drivers. was in, in Scranton and he said 80% of my friends and I all got cancer because of this. And you say, I didn't know it was that serious of a problem. I uh, I think they might be prevaricating just a little bit. <laughs> yeah, no, I knew that kind of a word, that big a word. Usually I can't pronounce them. I have <laughs> 
it's um, it's getting serious. And of course, the the whole thing was she wants electric school buses, yeah. and um, we got to get rid of that evil diesel. And I think they're about to do that. And America's going to be hurting. This diesel shortage is I don't know if it's real or not, but uh, it's going to get real serious if it is. It is. It, it, I think it is real. And, I do, too. And the only way to get out of it is to produce more oil. And in a very quick explanation, let me tell you why with a simple analogy, because the the energy space is, is not always easy, um, and clearly our elected leaders don't know it. Out of every barrel of oil, only a certain percentage of it, percentage of it when it is refined, can be turned into diesel. It's around 18%. And so Joe Biden makes it sound like, well, the refiners need to start producing more. No, you get a barrel of oil, you run it through the beginning of the refinery process, and the first thing you do is you heat it to a super high temperature, and the whole barrel of oil vaporizes, and they put it in a fractioning cylinder, it's called. And all the different hydrocarbons, based upon their density, separate. And those hydrocarbons, which will later get turned into diesel, all kind of cluster together. And only about 18% of that can get turned into diesel. Here's an analogy to to make it simple because, like I said, it's not always easy to understand. If you take a lemon and you squeeze and you get X percentage of it in lemon juice and you say, well, we need more lemon juice, we'll squeeze harder. Well, okay, but like after a while, this is all that's coming out of it. So what do you do? (laughs) You need more lemons. Joe Biden is making it sound like the refiners are not refining enough oil And that's why we have a diesel shortage. No, we have a diesel shortage because we don't have enough crude. And that is why production is the most important and essential fundamental part of it. And it doesn't matter about uh, gas-powered or or electric-powered buses. It doesn't matter about wind power and solar power. What matters is supply. And the supply of oil is down tremendously. And another fun little tidbit The Biden administration, because they are all a bunch of liars and because they are petrified of the election, (laughs) they are taking the oil production numbers, the daily production numbers, which is around 11 million barrels, and they are adding the million barrels that they take from the petroleum reserves to that. And they're going to the public and saying, look at this, we're producing 12 million barrels a day. And at the height, we were only producing, you know, 13 and a half. So we're getting close to our our numbers but our numbers are not up they're lying about our oil production numbers and then they go to the american people and say look at this we're producing 12 million barrels a day and and they're still not lowering prices but we're not producing 12 million a day we're producing 11 and you're selling a million and you're calling it 12. so for those two reasons that is a, a little bit of an explanation of why the diesel shortage is here and Let's add to a third one. I know I'm getting long-winded, but I think it's important for your listeners to understand. The third one is we are pushing towards an economy, deliberately so, by the way, by this administration. all intentional. We're pushing towards an economy that uses diesel more than uses gas, right? They don't want you to have a gas-powered car. They're banning gas-powered cars. They're giving tons of money to electric vehicle companies, right? They don't want gas-powered leaf blowers. So we're pushing away from an economy that uses gas, but all the things they want you to buy are all made overseas, and they're shipped on huge tankers 
which use diesel. diesel. So when they say, well, we never used to use this much diesel, yeah, because we made things in America. And when you had to ship it from Indiana to St. Louis, you put it on a truck, and that uses some diesel. But now we're making it in Hujintao province in China, and we're shipping it across the Pacific, and that uses a ton of diesel. So the economy this administration prefers is one that is very, very heavily dependent on diesel. So we're using a lot more of it than ever before. So add the, the lying about production numbers, add just the understanding of how we get our diesel, and add their actions, which are uh, pushing for a diesel-heavy uh, um, economy. And that kind of explains why we are in the mess we're in. Yes, and I'm glad you went through all that. I seriously am, <clears throat> because I think it's something that all of us don't really understand how how it gets broke down. And so that was interesting to me. I love the comparison with the lemon because, uh, yeah, you run out of lemon, you got to go get another lemon. But Rudy was telling me, I didn't grab that article, but he had an article that was from somebody who said, the way to fix this is for us to stop using so much. So I liked when you said the way to fix this is to start producing yeah. more. But they I mean, say start using the logic, less. The logic there is not flawed. But it's tragic. It's the same as we talked about the other day with Pete Buttigieg saying, well, when the pain is severe enough, you'll switch. So, yes, if you, you could solve the problem by using less. But, but then the question is, well, who uses less, right? Like, do, who gets to decide who doesn't get the abundance of American life, right? Who doesn't get to live the fullness of prosperity? I guarantee you, I tweeted this a little while ago. John Kerry is not worried about a diesel shortage. No, he's because not. He's connected and he's rich, and it doesn't matter. But, but you know, some poor family in rural Maine is petrified of a diesel shortage. And, and so when people say, well, the solution is consuming less, well, what, what do they give up? And who gives it up? And who makes those decisions? And, boy, I, I hate to look at humanity that way, that, well, just some people should have to suffer. Um, that's, that's, that is a diabolical way that these people, the left, Pete Buttigieg, et cetera, that is how they view humanity, and that's why they're a threat. Well, and I've, I've, we were talking this morning, too, and, I, and you can't force change like this without causing great pain. No. So I, I wish you could stay on for the whole show. I, I had so many questions because what's going to happen if Americans are going to go cold? If Americans are going to go hungry, if Americans can't get anything in the stores because the diesel trucks can't run and they can't deliver, even Amazon needs diesel to deliver. So Mm -hmm. what are the American people going to do? Are they just going to say, okay, whatever? No, I, I think I can't see the American people being that patient. They have tried our patience in the last three years, and I think the American people are about done with it. What do you think? I hear the music. I wish you could stay on. Uh, what do you think? Agree a hundred percent, Beth. And they're sick and tired of it. Yeah, I, 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 I'm a little worried about it, but I can't imagine. You know, I, if I was the ones producing, I'd say to heck with your regulations, to heck with it. We're going to produce oil and we're going to save American lives. That's what I would do. But then I'd probably get thrown in prison. Anyway, I hear the music. I know you got to go. You take care of everything, and we will see you again in another couple weeks. Okay. God bless you, Beth. Ann. God bless you. Thanks, Daniel. Bye. You do. We'll be right back.
And we have returned. You're listening to CSC Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann. I was talking about the John Deere trackers. Maybe you heard me. <laughs> but because um, I was doing it during the break, and I'm not sure if I was live or not. But anyway, somebody on Facebook is saying last year, and I don't, I can't confirm this. I'm just trusting it, that the, the zero radius John Deere mowers were 6,000, and now they are 28,000. And uh come back to those little sickle mowers, I think, here pretty soon. I want to see John Kerry do that on his, uh, you know, in his estates, his estates. Let's see him do that. So we know that they lie all the time. And this is just one little whopper that uh, Biden said yesterday. He claimed that the price of gas was an average $5 a gallon when he took office. Now, everybody knows that's not true. Who do they think they're lying to? Well, I guess people who don't drive. I guess people who never fill up with gas, those some people in the city that live right in the smack dab part of the city, they don't drive. They walk everywhere or they take the subway. Like, I, I couldn't believe that, you know, I'm not a New Yorker. I couldn't believe he took a subway to school, to high school. And that's kind of scary when you think of what's happening on the high, on the subways right now. It's kind of scary. Well, this is kind of scary, but you know what? It's maybe getting personal a little bit. But it makes me wonder, somebody came to Paul Pelosi's house, the speaker's husband, you know, the one who just got arrested and got a little slap on the hands for his drunk driving and his arrogance even with the police. Somebody came in there and attacked him, gave him a whooping. I don't know why, and I'm not saying it was a good thing, but I'm thinking, what's he involved in that somebody would come in, and I'm sure they have security, we're trying to figure out how did this happen. But it says the Paul Pelosi, the husband of House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, was severely beaten by an assailant who broke into their San Francisco home and is being treated by doctors for injuries, according to the people familiar with the matter. Nancy Pelosi is 80. Paul Pelosi is 82 years old, suffered blunt force injuries in the attack, according to the two people who not who were with knowledge of the investigation, who spoke to the Associated Press. We always trust the Associated Press, don't we? No, we don't always trust the Associated Press. Anyway, somebody decided to whoop up on him. I don't know why, um, but somebody did. Kind of makes you wonder, doesn't it? Isn't it kind of interesting? Is he involved in some kind of uh, something? He owed some money to somebody, and they decided to whoop up on him, make an example of him, or somebody that was a victim of his drunk drivingness and is some that you know is somebody. <laughs> you know, when the violence gets personal, maybe they'll do something about it. But I got a feeling it's a little too personal right here. I think something they went after him. They didn't go after her ice cream. They didn't steal her ice cream. They went after her husband. The administration that we have in this country right now, and I do believe that it is an installed president, not an elected president. I'm looking to see if anybody's coming in the door to arrest me. But that is my opinion, and it is my opinion not because of what happened on January 6th. It's not my opinion because of that. It's my opinion because I sat there. The night of the election, and I watched as everything shut down in these couple of these states. And then the next morning, not only did Biden gain (laughs) votes, but President Donald Trump had lost 
some votes in one particular state. How do you lose the votes? They cheated. And I don't believe they're the only party that cheats. So I'm just going to throw that out there. But I believe they are the biggest party that cheats. And I think they're the biggest party that gripes when they lose. And I do believe we're going to have, we're going to have some violence when this red wave takes place. Because that's all they know. What did Hillary say? You can't be civil when they're trying to take away everything you stand for. What on earth does Hillary stand for? She stands by her man, doesn't she? (laughs) All right. Anyway, this administration that is leading this country is an embarrassment to us all. It says here that the new British prime minister, typically, typically, it's tradition, makes the first official phone call to the world leaders and to the president of the United States is considered one of the world's best leaders, <laughs> but not now. Guess who he called? Zelensky. They called Zelensky because they have to save Ukraine. Everyone must save Ukraine. So they called Zelensky. Zelensky is not the president of a free country. Of course, neither is Biden. Realize that America is no longer on the top list of, not even in the top 10 of free nations. Who can we blame for that? Well, we can blame Joe, but I blame Congress. Well, anyway, you can put that in your, back in your little computer there in your head and, and ponder that for a little while. That the prime minister didn't make the first phone call or maybe even a phone call. To Joe Biden. The Saudi prince makes fun of Joe Biden. They know he's not all there. And they know he's corrupt. These nations know they cannot trust Joe Biden. They know and they never liked Obama. They could not trust Obama. They may not have liked Donald Trump. But they trusted him. They knew he was serious when he talked. He wasn't making idle threats. Elon Musk. (laughs) His quote from yesterday is, the bird is freed. (laughs) So he says there was all kinds of uh, speculation about why he bought Twitter. And he says, I want to reach out personally to share my motivation in inquiring Twitter. There has been much speculation about why I bought Twitter and I think about, I think about advertising and what I think about advertising. Most of it has been wrong. The reason I acquired Twitter is because it is important to the future of civilization to have a common digital town square where a wide range of beliefs can be debated in a healthy manner without resorting to violence. There is currently great danger that social media will splinter into far-right wing and far-left-wing echo chambers that generate more hate and divide our society. He fired all the top heads, I think, when he got there, told the others, I guess, they could keep their jobs as long as they 
obey the rules. That's kind of what happens when you get a new boss, isn't it? We're all going to get along as long as you realize I'm the boss. And he walked in there, and I think we talked about that yesterday, walked in there with carrying a sink. (laughs) It said, let this sink in. Well, he's got a little sense of humor. He's a little odd, but he has got a sense of humor, and I kind of like it. Capitalism. I was not familiar. Rudy was telling me about this. Bono, who he's a rock star or something. Okay, he's a rock star. I don't listen to rock music much anymore. I did when I was a teenager. But he's 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 been all about giving aid to the needy people, especially in Africa. And now he's come to a conclusion through wisdom and time, and he's able to speak it up, speak it up, speak it out, speak out. Capitalism takes more people out of poverty than aid. So we're going to talk about that a little bit when we come back. He's able to confront what he thought was good, good intentions to help the poor, to help the needy. But now he realizes a free market, capitalism, is the best way to lift people out of poverty. And that's what politicians are against, my friend. You're listening to CSC Talk Radio. We'll be right back. Have you heard about vine-to-bar chocolate? It's the winemaker's chocolate, the world's first chocolate made with well-vined Chardonnay Mark from the beautiful coastal vineyards of North America. Gently pressed grapes are harvested after juicing, dried, and finely milled and carefully blended into the finest dark chocolate. The Chardonnay Mark contains highly beneficial grape nutrients, flavanols, and has a natural sweetness that flavors the luscious dark chocolate. Mouthwatering, flavorful, delectable dark chocolate goodness with Chardonnay sweetness and beneficial nutrients. And it's alcohol-free, too. It's Vine to Bar chocolate. Order some today at vinetobar.com. That's V-I-N-E-T-O-B-A-R dot com. Cold ship to your door, it's Vine to Bar. Vine to Bar chocolate. Visit us at vinetobar.com. You can look for the silver lining or you can strengthen your portfolio with gold and silver. Optimism is planning for your own financial future. Melody Cedarstrom of Discount Gold and Silver Trading has been watching our economy and the banksters for well over 20 years. The U.S. has an unsustainable debt. While the timing of a collapse cannot be predicted, we know the proverbial straw that breaks the camel's back weighs heavier and heavier with each new stimulus and omnibus bill. Because of our debt and the lack of solid backing, those fiat dollars in your pocket continue to deflate in value. However, gold stays true, true wealth. Give Melody Cedarstrom a call at 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. Discount gold and silver trading for all your precious metal needs. And join Melody weekday afternoons at 4 p.m. Eastern Time on Financial Survival Radio. Visit DGSCoins.com. That's DGSCoins.com. Liberty Tabletop brings liberty to your table. For those of you who want to display your patriot hearts, set your table with liberty. 
the new patriotic flatware pattern by Liberty Tabletop. Your dining table sets the mood for the American family and the American dream. Liberty honors our fallen heroes, the Liberty Bell. We the people with stars and stripes, our American Eagle and the Statue of Liberty. Each piece of the Liberty flatware pattern is an art with elegance, high-quality work, and high-quality 1810 stainless American steel. Each piece is unique while conveying the same patriotic message, Liberty for all and we love America. Order your set now and a set as a gift for a special patriot in your life. Liberty Tabletop brings liberty home to your table. Use the promo code BETHANN and receive a discount. LibertyTabletop.com or call them 844-386-2338. Mike Lindell and MyPillow are offering a BOGO extravaganza on multiple MyPillow products. Now's the time to join the millions of Americans who have changed the quality of their sleep with MyPillow. Right now, take advantage of Mike's buy one, get one free pricing on MyPillow's bed sheets, Giza Elegance MyPillows, six-piece towel set, and roll-and-go anywhere MyPillows, and so much more. Just go to the radio listener specials page at MyPillow.com and use promo code BETHANN or call 1-800-978-6168. Don't miss this incredible opportunity to buy one, get one free on select products. You will also receive Mike's book absolutely free with any purchase. Call 1-800-978-6168 or go to the radio listener special page at MyPillow.com. Promo code Bethann. We have returned. You're listening to CSC Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann. I have an article about uh, Bono where he says capitalism takes more people out of poverty than, than aid, than free help. And that doesn't mean you shouldn't help people. That's not at all what they're getting at. But people are in poverty because there is no capitalism or free markets. I'm not talking about free trade. I'm talking about fair <laughs> Fair trade. When everyone, when the, when the uh, ground is level, so the opportunity is afforded equally to everyone. But you see, that's not what the left here want. And, I, and seriously, the Republicans have a little issue too. But. He quotes C.S. Lewis in here. I'm trying to find that quote because I thought it was very interesting. He says, C.S. Lewis wrote, When a man is getting better, he understands more and more clearly the evil that's left in him. And I stop and think about that. When you've become saved and you're getting better, you're trying to do better, you are more and more aware of the evil that lurks within you. Because we're all evil. But when a man is getting worse, he understands his own badness less and less. And I want you to stop and think about that in the politics today. I, I, I told Rudy this morning, I don't like the words radical. Radical left, radical right. Uh, what's the other word? Extremists. 
that they use. But um, what the uh, left is doing right now, the evil, what they are doing right now to our children, to your health care, killing babies, they see less and less of how bad that really is. To them, it's, it's you know, like uh, Stacey Abrams. Children, you... All these children you're having to to afford, that's why you're worried about inflation. If you didn't have these kids to take care of, you wouldn't be so worried about inflation. Well, how evil a, how evil a statement is that? Says a woman, I assume, has no children. To my knowledge, she's not married. I don't know. I know she writes dirty books. She probably wore a crocheted pink hat that wasn't a stocking hat. I need to get that book done, too. But when we lift people up and give them the opportunities, equal, we will see it'll help more people than giving them free aid. Look at what the welfare system has done in this country. Yeah, we're taking care of people, but they have no purpose in life to to be proud of. They can't say, I did this, I built this, I, I worked hard for my family, and I'm going to leave X, Y, and Z behind. They don't have that. They teach their children how to survive on the government. And that was done Purposely. Lyndon B. Johnson said if we do this, they'll vote for Democrats the rest of their lives. It's a form of slavery. And it's you've got your thumb on these people, whether they're white or black, and in the welfare system, and you keep your thumb on them, and they have to vote for you, or they're not going to be able to make it. They don't know how to survive. We're talking about such as what's coming up with this diesel shortage. It could be bad. Now, I hope it's not. I hope something turns it around. But I told Rudy, I can't see the American people being patient anymore. They're not going to let their children starve. My house is full. I said I was going to share the words to this song, and I've done this before. I used to sing this quite a bit. My house is full, full. It starts out, there's peace and contentment. In my father's house today. There's lots of food on the table and no one is turned away. There's singing and there's laughter as the hours pass by. But a hush calms the singing as the father sadly cries. My house is full, but my field is empty. Who will go and work for me today? It seems my children all want to stay around my table. But no one wants to work in my field. Push away from the table. Look through that window pane. Just beyond the house of plenty lies a field of golden grain. And it's ripe unto harvest. But the reapers, where are they? They're in the house. Oh, can't the children... Hear the father 
sadly say. My house is full, but my field is empty. Who will go and work for me today? It seems my children all, they just want to stay around the table. No one wants to work in my field. No one wants to work in my field. The song, My House is Full, was written by Lanny Wolf. America has had plenty for many years. Even with the poor, we're richer than some of these third world countries. We were. I'm not sure about what the future is going to be if things don't get turned back around. The poor will always be with you, Jesus said. He wasn't condemning them. He was just saying that's the way it is. Some people were never going to want to work for their, li- for their living. That's best paraphrasing. America, it seems, is heading into that dark, cold winter Biden promised or threatened us with. The Democrat Party will punish the red wave. But don't be afraid, my friends. It is you they will be coming after. But don't be afraid. Are you ready, America? Put on the full armor and be ready. Acknowledge God. Pray. Vote and pray some more and stand for righteousness. That doesn't mean you're standing for the Republican Party. You stand for God's righteousness. Bring America home by repentance and then living for God. Because they're coming after your children. They're coming after your church. They're coming after your comfort, your home. They're coming after your liberty, your freedom. They're coming after your jobs. They're coming after your education. They're coming after your health. They're coming after your wealth, middle class. They're coming after your safety, your guns. They're coming after your speech. No free speech allowed. They're coming after your communities. They're coming after you and me, America. You are their enemy, the Marxists, the non-believers that are crucifying American Christians. But you have the power to stop them. Push away from the table, America. Get out there and work in the field and bring America home. Home.